everybody, I hope you're super excited for episode 112. We're going to get to that in a second. I personally wanted to jump on and let you guys know a couple of things. For one, the October 26th live show only has under 50 tickets left before it is entirely sold out. So if you're looking at or thinking about coming to the LA live show and on October 26th, which is a Tuesday, you know, prime party day, make sure you grab your tickets soon because they're going to be gone very, very shortly. On top of that, Jesse actually guested on another podcast that I'm a part of called Stitch of Fate. It is a Vampire the Masquerade kind of story. If you're a fan of things like Critical Role or LA by Night, that's the vibe we're going with. Uh, the players are all professional voice actors and the like, and um, Jesse was able to uh, play a special guest role on a one-off episode. So if you wanted to check it out and don't want to worry about missing parts of the story, you can just check out the one shot that Jesse was part of. It's kind of self-contained. Uh, it's simply called Stitch of Fate, Sean 2011. Um, take a look. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Anyway, enough of me babbling. On to the show. everybody and welcome back to the Chiluminati podcast episode 112 as always i am one of your hosts mike martin joined by two other hosts jesse cox you. and alex fasciani hello hi hi hey. a new intro every time i never know what's going to come out of your mouth i don't either I really to be don't. honest like up until it streams forth from my lips <laughs> i don't know what's going <laughs> to happen lips that's fine past my lips <laughs> emanating so. from the hole beyond my lips mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we start today, there's something that popped up on the Reddit that I really want to read quickly for you too. In regard, in re it, it's re in regards to the Boston baked bean boy. So somebody uh, asked on the Reddit, "What episode does uh, does Boston baked bean boy originate from?" And here's an answer that is basically an amazing backstory for the Boston baked bean boy. I'm going to read this. Thank you, Jarn Templar, for this. It's it's excellent. Boston, he originates Boston circa 1930s. Here's some of the Boston Baked Bean Boy info that's out there that we can uh, have scraped together. Although he went on a long <laughs> hiatus around 1937 due to a lack of legal nugs, preference to which is well documented, now some say he was forced underground around that time. Others claim he could be found wandering Charleston's back streets for food. Seems likely he spent some time in Lowell, Massachusetts and ended up in the company of Jack Court. Kiriak uh, during Kerouac. the 40s. Yeah, Kiriak, there we go. During the 40s and 50s, whether it was through the travel bureau or just thumbed a ride west with him to somewhere a little more liberal in its outlook, he seemed attracted to the beat lifestyle. The 1960s were also slightly blurred as the Boston Bean Boy passed through the hippie movement up and down the West Coast. He always maintained his strong Bostonian accent, coupled with asking for a couple of nugs. Uh, groups often moved him on through fears of him being a narc. Uh, How could you think was, he's a narc? I don't know. He looks like was, a California raisin. There was, <laughs> there was also some rumbling that he hitched a ride with some GIs and ended up in Nam, but that no. information was never confirmed or denied. So, and then it says citation needed. After the 60s, the trail went cold, although we can assume that he floated around the states as they decriminalized and trialed medicinal use. Around 1996, California legalized the use of medical marijuana. There was a few sightings of the Bean Boy. It's likely that he stuck. Uh, he had stuck around the PNW or West Coast because of decriminalization status in those states. And between 96 and 08, we can trace a slow trend in Bean Boy encounters back to Boston, presumably because of the availability of his preferred legal nugs. And after a long time away from his home, he just wanted to be back in Boston. Uh, as of 2021, he's pretty well traveled, but seems to have settled back in his home area. He is like There's a Bigfoot seen everywhere, <laughs> right? He's everywhere. I love that. He's nowhere. such a straight shooter too. never. He's always he always goes for the legal stuff. What, That's what, what he, it's always takes what we it's need here now. We need to add it to the by the way. Hi, new listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, um, which, um, by the way, his true origin in parentheses, it's 31 minutes into episode part two of John Titter. So episode 56. So that's where he comes. I just from. want to point out the best part about all this is the bean boy for being a bean and a boy has a lot of miles traveled. And I'd like to know how he gets around. Does he have a tiny car? Does he like uh, sneak onto buses? Does he have uh, someone who drives him? Something? Like, how does he get around? Does he let the wind blow him? How does it work for a little bean the man? The bean mobile? 
<laughs> the bean mobile. Yeah. It's like he's a little tiny he's hot a bean. wheel. Is it, yeah, it's like he's a bean, but he sits in a slightly larger like bean. The side, like, that's a car <laughs> with wheels with little bean wheels on it. Yeah, and then he also has in the seventies. He also got like a little like joint car that was like. Like he sits in the top of it like a like a soapbox racer from uh, like the Boy Scouts. He's like a wacky and racer. The, He's one of those yeah. guys. And the wheels, the wheels of the joint car, are like little uh, like uh, the little wheels from a lighter, you know, that you take off. Sure, sure. When you yeah, flick a lighter, little, little, little it's a dick lighter while he drives. Yeah, and they they shoot sparks out of his wheels like Ghost Rider. <laughs> fucking love it. I love it. Um, you know what's been send sparks in our hearts? Oh no. Your Patreon dollars. Oh, no. Isn't that right? <laughs> it's true. And I was just gonna say, my heart is fading away. You know what I mean? Like Tinkerbell and Peter Pan, the musical, my heart is going down and I'm going to die. But if you <laughs> come to patreon.com slash pod, it will fill my heart with cheer. <laughs> it will fill my heart with life, and I will be able to survive to record another episode. Perhaps what? even... You can't tell people that. What, is, what are you doing? Do? I, I might. If you I might. don't, allegedly, I will die. You will allegedly, kill me. Allegedly. 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 I'll die. Uh, oh and, my uh, God. Head to patreon.com slash pod. There's all kinds of great stuff there. Uh, everything from membership to our discord you get like cool colors on your name you get almost basically a monthly t-shirt like you know pre-sale on stuff uh our mini sods which are always excellent i've got uh a reader story for the end of this episode uh and we're making up last week's mini sode uh this week too so get ready for that it's a it's a good time over there on the patreon and it keeps us alive keeps our lights on and i love the way that it's affecting my life it's making it so much easier to just relax and make Chiluminati episodes as good as, or even better than the Greenstone trilogy uh, to come. <laughs> yeah, man. It's the, oh, no, we gotta cut edit trilogy. that out. Edit that out. It, it is a trilogy. <laughs> and there Dude, goes the if money. If George Lucas can start Star Wars at Episode Four, I can call it a trilogy. <laughs> I hate this. I hate you tell me this. what's. You tell me what's more audacious, George. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> All right. This is going to be a fun one because, uh, Jesse, the show is in your hands again. Oh, well, well, well. Once Ooh, again, I'm back. so Voldemorty when he, when he took over. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, today, well, gentlemen, well. we're traveling back in time once more. Oh, um, another, more facts or is this going to be uh, some haunting? Mm. You know, maybe. Oh, Mathis. <laughs> Little do you know. Gentlemen. Come, audience, join us in a trip back to the 1800s. At the time, in the Scottish lowlands, a mystery was to be found. One that would sweep over all of Europe's high society. One that would involve hidden rooms, secret passages, shadowy figures, scandals, and a monster. (gasps) What? All the things people with absolutely (laughs) nothing to do would get caught up in. Is this the sequel to the Green Stone? Is this what happened after the Green Stone had been discovered? This story was inspired by the fact that I could not get over the Green Stone and needed to find a real story that actually was real. <laughs> oh my god. What do you mean? It's it's called the Green Stone. A real story? It's called the Green Stone. For two generations throughout the 1800s. <laughs> High society of Europe was engaged in this mystery until just after the turn of the century when all potential answers became lost to time. Whatever the case, whatever the reason, this is believed by many to be more than just courtly gossip. And I have a quote for you. This is from Claude Boslion, the 13th Ale of Strathmore, which is basically um, the people that we're talking about, the Strathmores and, and you know, the the Leones, the, the uh, uh, Boslions. This is that sounds like nonsense to me, but I'm with you. This is for <laughs> you, Alex. This is the quote. Okay. Don't believe a word. If you could even guess the nature of the castle's secret. You would get on your knees and thank God it was not yours. Yeah. That's a powerful statement. Ulysses S. Grant. Ulysses (laughs) S. Grant. (laughs) This is the mystery of Glam's Castle, spelled G L A M I S. 
This mystery it's spelled glamis, but said glams, I guess, you know, it's Scottish. Yeah. Don't ask me. I yeah. looked it up. Right. Fair enough. You know what? Fair point. The mystery, while not the talk of high society anymore, does still linger, mostly for other reasons. For example, Queen Elizabeth's grandfather was heir to the castle. In Macbeth, Glam's is where the Scottish king Malcolm II was murdered. It's mentioned That's what I was in looking the play. up just now. Is like I was like, I swear Glam's is men- mentioned in Macbeth. <laughs> yes, it is straight up a famous location. Now, the castle, it's a very real place. You can go there. Just Google G-L-A-M-I-S. It has its literal own website that you can go visit. You can even go eat there in the kitchen. It has a historic tea uh, on TripAdvisor. It has four stars. So, you know, it's, it's pretty all right. It is a real place. This isn't like, you know, the, the castle disappeared. And still, this is you can just literally go there. That's cool. The castle itself, of course, has gone through many changes since then, being completely reconstructed in the 15th century. And since that time, it has sat as the seat of the Strathmore Earls. And, um, you know, we're talking about the Bosleyon Earls um, during this time period. I hope it's Bosleyon and not Boslion, but who knows? Uh, however, strangely enough, another weird coincidence is during the 18th century. So the 1700s, it sat mostly empty. And the reasoning that was given at the time was that the family wanted to live somewhere else, less isolated. And uh, there were perhaps other reasons. No one truly knows the case, but people were not there during this time. However, the people who did visit and the people who did stay that weren't the family, uh, a a great example is in 1790, famed author Sir Walter Scott spent a night in one of the rooms where he wrote this. Mathis, if you would be so kind as to read this quote. I must own, as I heard door after door shut, after my conductor had retired, I began to consider myself as too far from the living and somewhat too near to the dead. Oh, dude's being haunted. Dude thinks like a novelist, dude. That's right? crazy. Yeah. Weird. How weird. He's so, he's so well written. Hardcore, yeah. What more, he, uh, he added to his account that Glam's Castle was said to have a secret room that only the Earl, his heir, and the estate manager knew about. Now, most castles during this time period, in fact, most castles in general have secret rooms, secret back doors, secret ways for royalty to sneak out and do all sorts of weird things. But mostly it was for protecting the family, like like a safe room, because, you know, if you're going to get raided, it's better to just not be found and, yeah. and hidden away. But also these rooms over time, they, they were used for all sorts of secrets, right? You would keep a mistress or whatever there. And, and because only the king would know, for example, or the earl or the duke or whoever. Um, you know, you could keep it secret. And many times these rooms locked away those secrets. And it's rumored that this particular castle had a hidden room with a very dark secret. Throughout the mid 1800s, a mysterious figure would be seen on the battlements of the castle in a part of the castle known as the Mad Earl's Walk. There would be many times throughout this part of the castle's history where weird figures would be spotted moving through the halls or in dark corners of the eye. In a story from 1865, a man working on the castle unexpectedly came across a door that opened into a long passage. Venturing in, he claimed to have seen something at the far end of the corridor, and when he reported it, was strongly encouraged to immigrate to Australia. His entire what? trip we paid for by the Earl. Wait, what? <laughs> why? What? Who the fuck was up there? What the hell was that? Interesting. Interesting. You should ask. Yeah, that is the mystery. What more? He added to his account that Glam's Castle is said to have a secret room. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I lost my place. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Um, so, yeah, but this mysterious figure was on the wall. So anyway. Other accounts depict a strange human-sized toad-like creature, a gooey creature with a wide body. Is Colonel Colonel Trigger? Like, what are we talking about? (laughs) But if this is real and Glam's does have a secret chamber that houses something, to this day, it remains hidden. This is officially one of those mysteries that we have countless evidence for people being aware of something but no one knows what it was the only Mm. people aware like i said are the earl the earl's heir and then the estate manager 
estate papers do have record of a secret chamber next to the charter room at the base of one of the towers. Um, I guess the charter room, the basic way to describe it would be like it's kind of a place to meet and go over things that's mm. not near the living areas. I would imagine to sign charters and whatnot. But it is assumed that there must be other unnoted hidden rooms it said that lord ernest hamilton wrote of discovering a trap door in the floor of his dressing room another story from the new york sun in 1904 wrote the following alex if you would please tackle this bad boy you got it baby on one occasion a young doctor who was staying in the castle professionally found on returning to his bedroom that the carpet had been taken up and relayed he noted that the mark or pattern of the carpet was the was different at one end of the room. By moving the furniture and raising the carpet, he laid bare a trap door, which he forced open and found himself in a passage. This passage ended in a cement wall. The cement was still soft, leaving the impress of a finger. He returned to his room and next morning received a check for his services with the intimation that the carriage was ready to take him to the station for the first train. So he discovered the same story again. Yeah, he discovered a thing and immediately was told to leave. This is like, uh, what's that movie with uh, DiCaprio? Uh, The man in the iron mask kind of vibes like there's just like, yeah. It does, Another yeah, part it of does the have that kind of like it is a secret kind of vibe. Yeah, right. Sir, uh, uh, there were also, you know, not a lot of uh, mysterious accounts. There were some that were that were literally just like, this is what happened. We all know what happened. It isn't like, ooh, and then he put his finger in and it was still more. There are some accounts that are just factual and strange. So Sir Horace rumbled wrote of an event that took place in 1850 where the 12th count's wife asked her guests to help her hunt for the secret room, right? Because this was a thing. Like I said, everyone in high society knew there was a secret room and no one could get anyone to say a word about it. So the wife of the count was like, okay, my husband's away. Let's hunt for the room. So the guests reasoned that the room must have a window. So one of the guests had the idea that what if we go around the castle We open up all the windows and drape a white sheet or towel outside of the window. So those people like knives out scenario. Yeah. Like (laughs) those people outside could see all the, 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 you know, the white cloth. So we know which ones were open and which ones were found soon. When the Lord returned, countless white signals were fluttering in the summer breeze from the castle. The Earl, uh, you know, um, uh, rumbled, who was telling the story says the Earl, uh, the Earl quickly scolded his wife and then divorced her. Oh, Jesus. The results of the experiment, however, are a little dubious. No one really knows. There are two stories. One claims that only one tightly locked window remained and could not be found. The other insists that there were four windows that could not be opened. Rumble also added to his account that the 12th Earl was a heedless man of the world with few prejudices and possibly still fewer beliefs. He was kind of like a uh, like a little party animal guy, but his heir and his heir's son were most more sober characters. This change in character he believes between the two generations happened roughly around the son's 21st birthday, which is when it is assumed he was initiated into whatever the secret was. And then rumbled said this, or I guess wrote this This is for you, Mathis. It is related that on his deathbed in 1865, the 12th Earl told his brother that he must now endeavor to pray down the sinister influence. He himself had in vain tried to laugh down and which for so many years had darkened the family history. Right. How, how long has it been by now? So this is the, the story starts with the 11th Earl and the 12th Earl he picks up. And now the 13th Earl is, is invested in this. Right. So what do we, what do we think? Like 50 years? I mean, yeah, we're in the middle. The whole thing takes place during the 1800s. This place so just it, needs the Warrens. The well, Warrens in my will mind, get yeah. there. They'll take care of it. In my mind, it's got to be like some guy or something that like, like, you know, like the, the, like 
in the time something that they'd be like he's a freak or something like that or he's like a like a like a gendry uh type person is my is where my head is at but it's so it's such a long time like how like yeah. i don't know you know what i mean like yeah. people weren't living till age 80 at this time right so one of the first orders given by the son the 13th earl was to restore the family chapel According to the Penny Illustrated paper in the 18th, 13th Earl, the 13th Earl. So the 12th Earl on his deathbed, like the, the 13th or the 12th Earl told his son the secret and his son, unlike the 12th Earl, who was like the 12th Earl was boisterous and a party goer. The son was messed up by this secret. And so apparently, according to the Penny Illustrated paper in 1866, when a guest who was staying at the castle chose to get up early in the morning to leave, he walked by the tiny chapel and saw knelt in prayer his host, the 13th Earl, dressed in his evening clothes from the night before, sitting there praying. Like he'd been up all night? Praying, yeah, yeah. Like he'd been up all night praying. The uh, difference between the generations is called into question, though, based on various accounts, because many people remember the Bose Leone family being boisterous, musical and, and like forever engaged in practical jokes and theatrics, while others recall the family being very sad, like like the Earls having this sad, ever like present uh, look about themselves. Mm. And um, this quote is actually one that I would love for Alex to read, because this is another good one. The Bishop of Brechin, who was a great friend of the house, felt this strange sadness so deeply that he went to Lord Strathmore and said how, having heard of this strange secret which oppressed him, he could not help entreating him to make use of his services as an ecclesiastic. Lord Strathmore was deeply moved. He said he thanked him, but that in his most unfortunate position, no one could ever help him. So he turned down clergy. What the fuck could it be? Yeah, that's be? bizarre. Why is it so upsetting is my question. Yeah. What the and, fuck is it? And this is one of those things that, again, when we start to get into what people think it could have been, it's something to think about, right? Because this is one of those things where it's such a secret that even the son's sons are like, there's nothing you can do for me. There's there, this. We have to keep this a secret. To what the if grave. it's a room full of just, what if it's just a big, huge room full of shit? <laughs> I mean, like, who knows? Mm-mm. That's like the vibe that I'm getting is that like they talk about it and they're just like, Psh, dude, you don't even want to, you don't want to go in there, man. It's fucked up. Don't <laughs> it's even just a room full of crap. It's we just a room full of shit. We have nowhere to put it. It's just getting bigger. I don't know. I don't know. And I keep going. I keep using it. <laughs> it brings me a strange comfort. The smell as it just gets stronger. That's why we it's keep like the I'm window closed. Shitting with my grandpa. Yeah. another visitor to glams in 1870 virginia gabrielle who was a famous singer at the time recalled another totally strange incident involving the estate manager this is my favorite story because it's insane andrew ralston a dour hard-headed man and the current estate manager during the time refused to stay on the property again remember he is one of the three people at any given time who know the secret he refused to stay on the property Instead, moving into a home over a mile away. During Virginia's stay, she recalled a sudden snowstorm one evening, which blanketed the castle under several feet of snow. The Earl begged Ralston to stay, but he refused instead getting all of the servants of the castle to dig him a one mile path back to his home. What? Yes. Virginia also wrote down underground like like. Through the snow, like yeah. they dug him a one mile path from the castle to his home. Like it was the f- like it was worth it. Like it yes. was worth it to get the fuck out of there. Yes. That's insanity. Yes. The shit, the shit pile smelled so bad that he just it's, had to get out so bad. Yeah. The family heirloom pile of shit. Virginia also wrote during her conversation the following. Um, Lady Strathmore once confessed to Mr. Ralston her great anxiety to unravel the mystery. Again, this was something everyone was talking about. So you can imagine being the wife of the dude. You're this close to knowing and he's not even willing to share it with you. So she had this anxiety about it. And he looked at her earnestly and said in a very gravelly voice, Lady Strathmore, it is fortunate you do not know. You can never know it. For if you did, you would not be a happy woman. 
Such a speech from such a man seemed certainly uncanny. What in the hell is going on here? Yeah, what is happening? It was, of course, an alien. not the room or what was inside it that truly engulfed European court life. It was the fact that for two generations, the Earl, the Earl's sons and the estate managers that, you know, lived and died with this secret at any given time. Only three people knew what was going on. And that engulfed you know like it's one of those things where just like all you know when you watch like a period piece about this time everyone's like oh the scandal right they love that you know during this time period let's think about it most courtly life was sitting around like i'm drinking at 2 p.m you had nothing to do and so this was huge this was mind-blowing to people they could not figure out what was going on and it was there's a secret room is there something in that room what could it be no one was giving them answers and that of course drove them crazy and made people talk about it more and more and more and and i can understand it like i get why it's like if someone knows a secret and they're just unwilling to share and they will go to their grave with that secret like that's you have to believe in something to be like that invested in keeping a secret that is nuts mm-hmm This point was made in 1880 in the Charles Dickens Weekly all year round. And here is a quote from that. Alex, if you would. There is generally much talk of the old story being exploded at last. Gay gallants in lace ruffles, bows, bucks, bloods, and dandies have, until their 21st birthdays, made light of the family mystery. And some have gone so far as to make after-dinner promises to tell the whole stupid story in the smoking room at night. This promise has been made more than once. It has been pledged. It has been pledged in Burgundy and Tokay, in Lafitte and Champagne, in steaming toddy and in cooling lemon squash. But it has never been kept. So everyone claims to know the secret. They clearly do not. And they say yeah. they have an answer and it you know gets people intrigued. And then they just, you know, don't say anything. Yeah, they, they lead on until people get bored. Mm-hmm. That is truly very weird. Rumbled, the state manager, um said something about this very similarly. He said the 14th Earl mentioned that when his father, the 13th Earl was told the secret, a terrible change came over him. He was affected so much that he, the 14th Earl declined to learn it. What could this be, dude? What could this be? It's weird that they have a choice that they can learn it. Why does it like gut them every time? What is that? And and that's what I mean. The the 14th Earl said, like, I don't want to know. And and that's the thing is, is no one knows if that's true. Right. Mm. No one knows. He says, I don't want to know what it is. But no, you can't. You know, you can't prove that he didn't know. And it's considered during this time that the knowledge of whatever this was passed out of the family. When asked about it in the 1960s, the 16th Earl said he knew nothing. Perhaps the secret died with his father or his older brother who was killed in World War II. But he claims to know nothing. This so we're so far into this family that how could how could the secret still be affecting them? Again, this is one of those things where they simply because they kept it to three people at any given time and anyone who discovered anything even remotely close, they didn't just like be quiet. They literally removed a man to Australia. <laughs> Off to Australia they go. You know too much. <laughs> like not even, just think about the time in the 1800s going to Australia is like they're go- they don't exist anymore. That's a, is that still a penal colony back then? No, in the, in the 1800s, 1800s? No. no. They were, okay, but like, okay. you know, it's literally on the it's other so side of the away. planet. Yeah. Even from LA, that's a 14-hour trip via plane. Yeah, yeah, so they like sent ugh. him away. This is a Months secret. Ride on a boat. Yeah, this is a secret that they were going to keep. To this day, no one knows for certain what was hidden inside that castle, if anything was hidden at all. Perhaps there's no need to, you know, when people talk about the secret and what was in there, many people think like maybe the reason why it ended in the 1900s was that perhaps there was no need to continue the secret. Cause what if the 
thing in that in that um you know in the secret room was like alex was saying what if it was an inhabitant what if it was a person who simply died of old age and when they died the secret no longer needed to be kept or maybe it's like the only thing the other thing i can like think of that's like if it's really affecting every single like Generation. generation yeah maybe there was like some terrible incestuous see my brain went there too secret. i was like i wonder you yeah, know maybe like, they had like some some infant that had to be what's, cared for because what's gonna like what's gonna like gut every single person is being like you are the product of like your dad and your mom like are also brother and sister parasite style just kept in like a secret area where they run around and open secret doors and stuff when they can't be watched or something. Yeah. Like, mm, I don't know. So in the journal of notes and queries in 1908, this was written and uh, Mathis, if you want to take a crack at this bad boy, the mystery was told to the present writer some 60 years ago when he was a boy and it made a great impression on him. The story was and is that in the castle of glams is a secret chamber in this chamber is confined a monster who is the rightful heir to the title and property, but who is so unpresentable that it is necessary to keep him out of sight and out of possession. So yeah, that that does not like if that ended up truly being the, the grand truth, especially in that time, that does not that would not surprise me if they were like, oh, inborn mutations. OK, incestual. I'm just going to hide you away. We won't kill you because your blood. And that's important. But into the dungeons you go. So one of the major theories, um, again, there's no evidence or proof of this, but there are some, you know, mystery things here that, okay, we can go down a path. One of the major theories is that uh, it is believed that one of the Bosleyon family members was housed there. And the rumor is that it was the firstborn son of the 11th Earl in records from the uh, 1800s. It shows that Lord uh, that the Lord uh, of the castle married Charlotte Grimstead in 1820, and they had their first child on October 21st, who apparently died. But the rumor mm. goes, what if the child didn't die? What if he lived and they kept him in a secret castle room? Not only, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is and this is just one of those historical things I think we definitely should talk about. You know, not until recently. Were things like disfigurements or disorders or, you know, anything on the autistic spectrum was any of that looked at besides like lock that person away, forget about them. Like it is mm-hmm. recent that we as a society do have, have decided to like actually treat people like humans rather than just like mm-hmm. throw them away. And so it is possible that during this time period, that's what happened. It is super harsh by today's standards, but for most of history messed up stuff like this did happen. And there is some historical basis for the Bosley own family, having children who were born and then sent away, uh, you know, for whatever reason, because they felt like they couldn't inherit the titles and lands looking or acting or, or whatever the way they did. As an example, Catherine and Nerissa Bosleyon, who were cousins of Queen Elizabeth, were born mentally disabled and spent their lives locked away and ignored by their families. That is fucking insane to me, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's recent. That's like 1900s history. Yeah. What the fuck? The only detailed description emerged in the 1960s when the writer James Wentworth Day spent time at Glam's while writing a history of the Bosleyon family. From then Earl, from the then Earl and his relatives, Wentworth Day heard the legend that, and this is another quote for you, Alex. A monster was born into the family. He was the heir, a creature fearful to behold. It was impossible to allow this deformed caricature of humanity to be seen, even by their friends. His chest was an enormous barrel, hairy as a doormat. His head ran straight to his shoulders, and his arms and legs were toy-like. But however warped and twisted his body, the child had to be reared to manhood, kept safe, and occasionally exercised. That job was given to the estate manager, which is why the estate manager potentially throughout the entire time was like, no, I don't want to be there for this. Like, And he was all messed up and twisted. But many people are like, well, that doesn't explain why it lasted for as long as it did. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they like a hundred years, generations yeah. of guys. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be impossible, I guess, for some. But in that time, the statistic chance of making it to one hundred had to have been under like a percent. Right. Uh, and and this again is one of those things where it could just be rumor. Uh, in 1882, the New York Times published an article that suggested that the mystery was solved and the inhabitant of the room died of extreme old age. Others suggest the death, the death happened in 1904, around the time the 13th Earl died. Soon after, the New York Tribune posted a Castle to Let article about how the castle was now available to rent by the 14th Earl. He was renting out his ancestral home. <laughs> and so the assumption was, OK, whatever has happened, whatever was there clearly must like be you dealt figure with. it out. Yeah, it, like, yeah, like, it obviously must. Well, either it was you figured out or. It, the problem's over. Like the guy's like, all right, well, I'm not worried about you discovering a secret room. So like I can rent it out to someone. Huh? But that was 1904. And so again, if you're the talking 14th about there was in 1904, he was still alive in 1904. Yeah. The 11th Earl is when it started. And that's the beginning of the 1800s. And it went 11, 12, 13 died in 1904. So the 14th Earl, who was the son, the guy who was like, I don't want to know. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let people live here. He didn't want to be involved. He was like, I don't want to deal with any of this. That is, uh, that is so, that is so compelling. It, it seems real. Well, you know another I mean? theory, get ready for this. This one, I like oh, even ready. more. Another theory is that the room wasn't home to an unwanted heir, but instead the secret burial chamber chamber of a rival clan. Coming from a nearby region, the Ogively clan sought refuge at the castle for, you know, there's numerous reasons why people believe this, but the whole clan was like, we seek refuge here. And so what ended up happening is they were allowed inside, shown into a secret chamber to keep safe, then locked in, barricaded and starved to death. The shame of this is there records of them going there. Yeah, there's records of like them hiding out there. The shame what of this act fuck? is what hung over the family. That's another, that's another possible. And they did it in the, in the reason they would have had motivation to do that is simply oh, I have like, no I'm assuming I couldn't land even disputes tell you the reason just, why. Oh, gotcha. Right. Gotcha, and, gotcha. You know, it was a rival clan, but they came yeah. to them for help. And maybe it was just like, good luck. Opportunity. Them yeah. An opportunity. Yeah. And so that could be another thing, right? Maybe the 11th uh, Earl was, you know, that the, they say historically, they say like, look, this family is known for being sort of like uh, they love the drink and they love it. It wasn't until the 12th Earl and the 13th or like, or I'm sorry, the 13th Earl and the 14th Earl where they were like, let's rebuild the chapel. Let's like uh, think on what we've done. Right. Yeah. No one knows. Hmm. But also here's my, here's another great one. I love this. It could have just been gossip. It's an outlandish story featuring hidden rooms, dark secrets. It could have all been made up. And yeah, there fact, isn't really like justification of it other than hearsay, right? Right. No one, no one knows. In fact, the Earl of Crawford, who visited the castle in 1905, said that the Leones talk freely of ghosts. They invent stories to suit each guest based on their fears and desires. They like just, he says they just make up stuff. He soon figures that even the secret room and the story of the monster is probably made up too. Oh, uh. now again, the Earl of Crawford could be making this up as well. Cause he was high society and you know how that shit is. Everyone just is like gossip, gossip, gossip. Yeah. But again, there's nothing, nothing else to fucking do. Yeah. But many think that it would explain a thing I mentioned earlier. It was noted by many people that this family was known for their pranks and theatrics. And no way and would quickly move back and forth between moods. Like one minute they'd be making jokes and the next minute they'd be like really sad. And they do. And so people were like, were they just playing us this entire time? The whole <laughs> thing could have been an act because again, this, this, like I mentioned in the 1700s, they just didn't live there. This was a place like it was out in the middle of nowhere. It was, you know, drafty in the Scottish highlands. Like <laughs> no one wants to go drafty. There. Like it, it was, you know, in the winter, it's freezing cold, you know, uh, wait, it's a Scottish lowlands, my bad, but you know, it's like up in, you know, it's up in Scotland and they're like, or we can just go live in a city like civilized people. This was the 1800s into 1900s, the revolution, like the industrial revolutions happening, is this happening 
and you said this is Scotland, right? Yeah. This is hap- this is happening like around the same exact time that Jeff the Mongoose is like happening in Scotland. That's, I mean, like, again, people could just like be making stuff up. Same exact era time. <laughs> or Jeff the Mongoose. <laughs> but this is this is one of those time periods where for a long time, people didn't want to live there. And then they moved back because it's their ancestral home. And during the 1800s, suddenly, it, like, there's a mystery involved. And if you think of the timetable, they didn't live there for 100 years, returned, and suddenly it's the place to be. And people want to visit. And people want to go explore the mystery and find the hidden room. Mm. And so maybe people think it was all BS. It's just, just sensationalist like, shit. Yeah, just to raise their social marketing. standing. Yes. <laughs> right? Old school marketing tactics. And the best that part viral is. Viral marketing. When asked about this, Rose Lady Granville, aunt to Elizabeth, who was born in the castle, said the following. Um... This was said about her response. I'll just give you the the whole bit. Alex, is for you. This was said about her response. This was her response. She looked serious, was silent for a moment, then said, we were never allowed to talk about it when we were children. Our parents forbade us ever to discuss the matter or ask any questions about it. My father and grandfather refused absolutely to discuss it. And this, again, comes down to those three major theories. And here's the problem. They all make some kind of sense. You have the background story of, oh, maybe it was a child that was locked away and kept a secret. People saw like a weird, like they claimed it was a weird creature running around the castle, right? And during the time period, you know, they get freaked out because someone looked different. Um, That's possible. Sure. And you wouldn't want to talk about that. Also, if it's the bones of a dead clan, you wouldn't want to talk about that because that is like a stain on the record of your house. And then if it's BS, it's just like any good magician. You never reveal your trick. Never. You go to your deathbed with that trick because once you mm. reveal it, then it's then it's over. And if you tell a kid and that kid just spills the secret for whatever reason, done. And so, again, that is part of it. But why did the children change, right? There's so many mysteries here and none of it quite makes sense. And all of it is a little like wacky. The fact that it lasted a hundred years, I mean, if, if it was the family, is that implying that like the family like had kids and stuff like while they were being kept captive and like, Cause like if they're banging stuff was happening for a hundred years, it would imply the family they captured was alive for at least that long. Well, the, the idea is, I think if you're talking about the, the clan, the rival clan, yeah, yeah, it, the they rival were clan. locked in a room and then they starved to death and died. Like they would have died mm. in days, maybe a week. Um, and, and again, that goes back to the story about the dude who like found a hallway and then saw that like cement, like recently layered cement was there. Yeah. We could literally press his finger in it. And so what were, they able the, to, were they able to have like verify that story again? No, none of this is because no. it's all God damn. if you go back, listen to this episode again, all the stories are like a dude who visited in yeah. 1860 wrote in 1904 that, you know, like that kind of stuff or a guy was told that this thing. So it, it, it again is all, it could be hearsay. It could be all courtly rumor. And that again is kind of what I think they wanted, but maybe they didn't. I have, you know, why would you keep bringing it up? If you well, didn't want people to think about like, it, there is kind of like some consistency, uh, at least among the people that are describing whatever, what happens. no, whatever this thing is that they may or may not have seen around. Right. Like they have this, like, it's a toad. It's like a nasty, disgusting, weird guy with weird arms and legs. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what that means. You know, I'm sure they were probably just being super hard on some slightly disfigured person if that's what that was. But you know, it, those things all have a nugget of truth to them to me, just because they all sort of sync up in terms of the facts. But the the, the implication would be that this dude who was the first, the first born son, which would have been 1820, October 21st, 1820. This child would have lived at least potentially until uh, the late 1880s uh, uh, or 1904. 
There's so, or 1882. There's talk of 1882. So lived from 1820 to 1882 or 1904. So we're looking at either 62 years or 84 years, which is possible, but very rare, especially they would have for to a be child. taking such good care of this. Yeah, person. especially for a person not being yeah, taken care of say. very well. And during this time period, I like it's the fact that this person can live longer than the earls is mysterious yeah, in that's, itself. Yeah, the multiple earls are dying, you know, in this in this person, supposed person's lifetime. Right. It's a secret huh. that they have to keep their generations. And again, how do you, you know, another mysterious, like another part of the mystery is the managers. They aren't part of the family. They just work for the family. So when the managers move on, why don't they, why don't they tell the secret? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, they, they quietly killed a day after. That's what I'm saying. Like there were multiple managers. Why didn't they say something? Nothing. And then the managers well, it seems like the. It seems like someone in charge is really willing to pay quite a bit of money to keep whatever it is under wraps. If that's true, you know what I mean. And that's like the twelfth Earl. He literally sent a person away to another continent, rather that's than have his father's secret revealed. Wasn't even his secret. Off to Australia you go in the digging a mile through the snow to not be in the castle is just like, yeah, that's a lot of dedication in that time to not be in a place for the night or whatever it was. And this is one of those stories that truly has no answer. No one knows anyone who did know is dead or it's one of those secrets where they claim to know nothing now. But they secretly all know who know who What's has like any the clue? nickname for this thing. The the uh, Glamis I mean, Castle secret. Yeah, it's like the glam. Well, the 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 way you'll find most of it online is just look up the monster of glams. Um, but there's a lot of like deep diving you can do. What's crazy is this. Uh, what I did find is the Smithsonian has an article about it, and most other places literally just copy word for word the Smithsonian article. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I've, I've had classic. That. Yeah, paranormal. <laughs> yeah there's yeah. there's a wiki about it there's an article in the scotsman about it there's um all sorts of different things that Ugh. you can look up and find about this but again it's also straight up just a castle you can visit right now they have covid That's precautions cool. and it isn't just like an old ancient stone and if you go there now it's like crumbled in ruins you'll never literally you can just be like i would like to book a tour and you can make that happen <laughs> I just want to point out that the sword from the green stone is available at the Tudor House Museum <laughs> right now. If you want to go take a look at it, it's the like, one they found under the bridge from the from the painting that they found behind a wall in a house, <laughs> a real old house, Mister Mister Whateverton's house. It was very impactful. You remember mm-hmm. his name? Listen, <laughs> I read a lot of, about a lot of haunted Brits in this in this life. Okay. But uh, yeah, based on I did like uh, a deep base. I have to give Alex credit for this because of his story. I did a deep dive into whatever the hell the Greenstone was because I was infuriated and it <laughs> led me to this. And I was like, oh, Ooh, this right. actually. And I like it because it isn't like there is no like weird ghost thing that happens. Right? It literally is just a mystery that it, it the mystery is that three dudes throughout the entire 1800s were like. No, I'm not going to tell you, which is difficult in itself. Keeping a secret is tough. Keeping a secret like this. And that's why, you know, whatever it was, it it had to have been so important to the family that it was like, you can never tell anyone whether it be it was a child, whether it be it's a dead body of another clan or it's literally our family thrives on this. We make our money off of this now. And if you screw it up, you're broke and you have no money. See, I son. can definitely see that. Cause again, with the, uh, going back to how you described, they just lived in the bum fuck nowhere with nothing happening. You need to get tourists out there. Somehow you need money flowing through your yeah. economy. So that's, I mean, that's a great way to do it. Just make up stories. Especially or in the time. wake of the gunpowder plot, maybe Mary queen of Scots had to stow her hidden mystical stone inside of a castle in Scotland. You never yeah. know. You never know. You can never know. You really don't know. Yeah. It was literally the green stone cemented into that secret room. Dude, that's why the cement was so soft is because it was so strong back there. That was old. That was, that cement had been there since the castle was built, but the stone was making it. Right. Yeah. And that is the story of the Glam's monster. Loved it. Well, thank you so much. That was a, that was uh, that's a fascinating, I, 
My personal, uh, what's your personal belief? I think my personal belief is likely deformed family member. I, I feel like the story is, I don't want to say it's better if that's the answer, but at least it has an yeah, answer and least, it makes sense yeah. because you know, throughout history, people have done terrible things like that. Yeah. And it does sort of line up with the child being born and then vanishing or, you know, being said dead. But also like after doing this show for as long as I have and seeing all the people that we've reviewed and talked about who are like, I did see that thing. I also kind of believe that they could have just made it up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If I believe what I feel like is like, if there is a secret, it probably doesn't have to do with something locked in a room. It's probably a piece of information and all the other stuff that they let people believe to cover that piece of information Mm. up is probably helpful for them. You know what I mean? Like whatever the real secret is, is probably something like if it is, if there is a secret, it's probably something mundane and like truly can't be let out for some practical reason. And they just let this legend spring up around it to sort of like smoke screen it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's beneficial to them, too, because they ended up getting monetary benefit. People were coming to there right. to, to see what the fuck's all up. that. Yeah. Shit. I so, didn't even yeah, think it about it until right be. now. The idea that like they had a chapel on the premises that was destroyed. And then the 13th Earl could like he was like, oh, repent. And the 14th is like, I'll rebuild the chapel. Where do you get the money for that? Probably from this whole shenanigan yeah. thing. You know, yeah, from- <laughs> it's like the Da Vinci yeah. Code, right? It's like. The actual bloodline is a, you know, the, the Holy grail is like, it's a not person. a grail. It's a spoilers, person. You know what I mean? Like, for that old book. But yes, dude, fuck. If you don't know it, the fucking end of Da Vinci code by now, you fucked up. It's movies. Like there's all kinds of shit. Yeah. Uh, but I well, mean, thank you for bringing yeah. uh, this historical mystery to our table, Jesse, You're to welcome. bring a dash of fact into the, uh, into what you consider a pool of nonsense. History is a strange thing. You don't need to make it stuff is. up. Sometimes it's uh, all the best weird stories are right there for you to find. Damn right. Yeah. We are now going to go record a mini. So double feature. So if you are new to the Patreon or jumped in this week uh, as the month turned over, um, be excited. You got two waiting for you. It's after this perfect if you done. waited this week because it feels like you're getting a bonus. But really what exactly. happened was our, we had a tech issue last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had but, a bit of a, a tech problem but if last you, week. If you're but, looking for a yeah. nice fatty week to sign up, this is the one because you're going to you're just going to be like, wow, doubles. It's going to feel exactly. Great. So please head over to patreon.com slash Illuminati pod. Thank you again, Jesse, for bringing uh, that topic to us. And we will be back next week with another episode of Illuminati right here for you. Episode 113 next week. Ooh. Hong Kong. Ooh. We'll see. Yeah, Hong Kong. See you next week. I got a good one for you guys. Oh, yeah. Anyway, me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here. So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.